You're listening to 7-Minute Stories with Aaron Califato. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and write a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts. And don't forget to tell a friend. Visit our merch page at 7MinuteStoriesPod.com. That's the number 7MinuteStoriesPod.com. This episode, The Potato Bar. Here's the thing. I love a good potato bar. You know what I'm saying? Baked potato, all the toppings. The passion for this is so real. I've had, I've loved it since I've been a kid all the way up until this moment I'm speaking right now. But what I didn't realize was that a potato bar in my 10th grade year in high school would serve as the epicenter for one of the most formative experiences of my high school career. But before we get to that, let's dive deeper into this passion. Picture this. Dozens of freshly baked potatoes coming out of the oven, crispy skin, Idaho potatoes, giant, glazed with butter, salt on the outside of the skin. You could just eat the entire thing. And then if you slice the top of it and squeeze just ever so slightly, it opens up into a fluffy potato that opens up like a flower. And then you can put some salt on it, some pepper, and we're just getting started. You, you want some extra butter on there? Go ahead, put it on there. You want white cheese sauce or yellow cheese sauce? You want bacon bits? Go ahead. You want whole slices of bacon? Let's go. Let's do it. Sour cream, chives, broccoli, the list goes on. And that's why all the guys at my lunch table in 10th grade said that potato bar day would be the perfect day to stand in line and tell my then high school crush, we're going to call her Nicole, and tell her how I felt because I hadn't said a word to her. All the pressure hadn't been building up for months and I've been talking about her and talking about her. Of course, I didn't say a word to her. She has no idea. So there I am standing in line. And here's why it's so opportune because because of the complexity of the potato bar, you have a lot more talking time. They're putting so many toppings on, you got at least 10 seconds to say something. So I time it perfectly so that I'm standing right behind Nicole in line. She kind of looks at me, slightly acknowledges me. I kind of look at her, I'm shy. And it's her turn in line. The lunch lady, who I looked at, seemed to be having kind of a rough day, gave her a really small potato. I'm I'm not going to lie to you. It was small. I thought it was unacceptable. I mean, even for lunch money and what we were paying, like there was a bunch of other nice potatoes. Nicole didn't request a small potato, but she gave her a small potato. And I was kind of like, hey, in my head, like, that's not a great choice. And then almost as if to compensate for the small potato... She pours all of this cheese sauce over top of it, like an unbelievable amount. I thought it was kind of funny, kind of strange. And so, of course, I'm like, here's my opportunity to make Nicole laugh. So I lean in, very sly. I tap her on the shoulder, Nicole, and I say, hey, you want a potato with that? And she looks at me with a blank stare and goes, what? And I said, You want a potato with that cheese sauce? And the silence was like that. And then she looked me dead in my eyes and said, yeah, that's why I ordered one. Oh, God, no. 
Oh, my, I was like, my heart was destroyed. So embarrassed. She went and paid for her lunch and walked off like I was nothing. And I just stood there and I didn't even order a potato. I just sulked back to the lunch table. All the guys are asking me, what did you say? What did you say? I had my head down and I was just so upset. And I told them, I said, I told them what I told you. And they were like, you said, would you like a potato with that? They're cracking up. They're like, that's something that your dad would say. That's like a dad joke. And I was like, oh my God, what an idiot. And I really was upset with myself. I felt like I blew a moment. Who, who knew what this woman could be in my life, right? And I blew it right there, right at the potato bar. Well, here's the thing. I was still starving. So I had to go eat. So I had to go back up, stand in line at the potato bar. And there's that lunch lady again. And she seems frustrated. I'm frustrated. And I don't know if I was thinking about what just happened, but I was kind of daydreaming. And she said something to me that was really short, kind of, kind of rough. She was like, well, quit daydreaming in order. And then all that anger inside of me just came out. And I said, I don't know exactly what I said, but it was something to the extent of like, hey, you, you just do the potatoes. I'll do the ordering. You wait for me or something like a smart ass. And I knew when I said it, it landed and she was upset. She was hurt. I felt good that I let that off my chest, but I knew it was out of character. But I was just, I got the potato. She threw some sauce on it. And I begrudgingly went back to my table and ate as my friends were laughing in the background. Next day. I get a call from the principal. I walk down to the principal's office and he looks at me, he goes, Hey, I just got a call from some of our staff in the cafeteria. And they're saying that you've been verbally harassing the lunch ladies. I said, verbally harassing the lunch ladies. That's a huge accusation. I was like, there's no way. And of course my mind goes back to that moment, standing in line at the potato bar. And I said, well, listen, I, I didn't verbally harass anybody, but I may have spoke out of turn, but she, and I tried to make an, I said, she said something to me. And he goes, look, the deal is we called your parents and we were just going to inform them of the situation. Uh, but your father has volunteered to come in to handle the situation. And I was like, oh my God. And as soon as I was about to explain myself, my dad's standing over my shoulder, I could feel the gaze from his eyes on my, on the back of my head. And I turned around and he goes, Hey, before you say anything. The only thing you should be saying to anybody that makes this whole school work, the cafeteria people, anybody is thank you. That's it. And he said, you got two choices. You can either walk down there with me and you're going to personally apologize, or I'm going to drag you by your arm. I had to walk through all of my peers, my dad, everyone knew him. They knew something was up. My head is down. I'm looking down at the floor. We walk past all the popular crowds, all the clicks. I walk past Nicole. She looks at me with a confused look. I can barely look at her eyes. I'm sweating. I'm embarrassed. I feel like sh so much shame. I hear laughing in the background. My dad leads me back into the cafeteria. And as I walk and follow him into the cafeteria, I start noticing some things. I see the, just all the steam from all the equipment. And I can feel the heat in the environment change. I see how many people are working back there and all the prep that went into the food. And I can see people kind of wiping their brows. And I start noticing details about when they take their gloves off, I can see their hands. Some of these ladies, mostly women, how coarse their hands are. And I look at some of their eyes and their faces. I can see the wrinkles. And this is just hard work. And everything they put into this thing to feed all these kids you know, all these snot-nosed kids, and they're busting their ass back there. And I kind of saw the machinery, the inner working of this thing. And in that moment, something clicked inside of me uh, for how things work, you know, and the respect you have to have for people who make it work. It happened in that moment. And my dad led me up to this woman, the lunch lady in question, and she saw me and I could tell she felt bad that my dad was there. 
And he goes, what are you going to say? And I looked at her, I said, Hey, I'm really sorry. I apologize. I truly apologize with all my heart for saying what I did yesterday. And she said, Hey, no worries. He's a good boy. He just had a bad day. And when I turned around to walk out, she said, Hey, just wanted to let you know, we had so many potatoes from yesterday that we're actually having potato bar again today. And uh, I looked back at her and I just smiled. And from then on, 10th, 11th, and 12th grade, every time I saw her, potato bar or not, we both greeted each other with a smile. Seven Minute Stories is created and performed by Aaron Califato. Audio production by Ken Went. You can connect with Ken at media216.com. Original artwork done by Pete Whitehead. See Pete's work at petewhitehead.com. And lastly, I'm Corey Burse, and I coordinate the podcast. Make sure and tune in next week for another story.